0: This is episode 365, She Said with Rory, part two of a three-part couples coaching series. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As you can tell from the title, this is part two of a three-part series. I'm doing some work with a couple, and we have the he said... We had Tyler's version last week. Today we have the she said, we have Rory's side of the the story, the relationship. And next week we will have they said, well, we'll coach them together. And as you listen to my coaching call with Tyler last week, and if you didn't, I encourage you to go back and do that. You'll see that it's not really clear, super clear whether this couple It has what it takes to really go the distance or they're coming up on their expiration date. And I think the couple session next week will be very relevatory in terms of, you know, where they're headed. And one thing that I know for certain is that the length a relationship lasts does not determine the success of it. In other words, if a relationship doesn't last, it's not a failure, some of my most successful relationships actually have ended. And I say that they're successful because I learned so much and I healed so much in that relationship. Unfortunately, love isn't enough in a relationship. You need all kinds of other things, shared values, shared vision, the right polarity, the same amount of willingness and commitment, wanting the same things in your life. I mean, that that comes to values and vision love or just attraction or just compatibility. It just, it isn't enough. And as you'll see in my coaching session with Rory, I'm really curious, like, is there enough there for both of them to really go the distance? And by going the distance, I'm talking about that side-by-side partnership where you've both done a lot of your own work and instead of bouncing issues off each other, you're looking forward in the same direction towards your values and your vision. Speaking of looking forward and really getting clear on your values and vision, my Women's Signature Retreat is coming up. It's a month away. There is still time to register. Please join us. It's the only live event that I do. It's the first weekend in October here in Austin, Texas. You can go to Christinehasser.com slash signature retreat to learn more. And if you missed my coach's corner last week, I did finally share my episode about my fertility journey and getting pregnant naturally and quite easily in my 40s. So you can go check that out. I'll be doing another one on pregnancy and our birth story as well, because I've gotten a lot of requests from people that they want to hear about it. So I am happy to share. So as you're listening to this coaching call with Rory, consider, are you in any kind of relationship, be it friendship, romantic, or even work, where you feel like you're maybe giving more than you're getting? Did you grow up in a family where love was confused with validation? In other words, Did you only feel really loved and seen when you did something, when you accomplished something? Are you a female and have you been accused of being too much in your masculine energy? And finally, do you feel like you've done a lot of work, specifically even your romantic partner aren't really as committed to the work as you are and you're hesitant and concerned about whether you're willing and able to grow together? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Rory. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, which is Caraway Cookware, good looking, clean cooking. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I am a stickler for good, healthy stuff. I search high and low for all my baby materials, Athena's crib, all her clothes. I make sure that I have the least amount of toxic things in my house. And I have looked long and hard for non-toxic cookware because let's face it, the more toxic cookware with the nonstick coating, it's great. You can boil an egg on it, fry an egg and cook whatever you want, easy to clean. And so much of the non-toxic cookware that I have bought has been such a pain to cook with. (laughs) It's been so hard to clean or it needs a lot of prep. And so that's why I'm so glad I found Caraway. First of all, their cookware is beautiful. I love it. You can, I got this uh, beautiful green color, but just the design of their cookware, it looks really sleek. Like I feel like I'm a real chef when I use it, but it's so easy to clean, so easy to use and is non-toxic. It's made without any toxic materials like PFASs, PTFEs, PFOAs, (laughs) or all the other very hard to pronounce chemicals, just the stuff you don't want. It's naturally slick ceramic surface, means minimal oil or butter for that slide off the pan eggs, which we love, easy cleaning. Over 25,000 people have raved about Caraway Kitchen. Count me in and now it's time to try for yourself. So you can go to Carawayhome.com slash over it to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. Again, this deal is exclusive for my listeners. So go to Caraway, C-A-R-A-W-A-Y home.com slash over it and use code over it at checkout. The other thing I really love about Caraway, because I love organization too, is all sets, and I got the set, come with this easy access storage solution so that no stacking is required. There's this thing you can hang on the back of your cupboard for the lids, or they have these little divider things for the pans and the lids. Oh, it's just, it's brilliant. So again, get 10% off with promo code over it and go to carawayhome.com. All right, everyone. And now on to my episode with Rory. Rory, welcome to the show. How can I help?
1: Hi. I am at a crossroads with my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, this has not been the first time that we've been here, but we're just really trying to figure out has our relationship run its course.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I spoke to Tyler last week. Did he mm-hmm. tell you anything about our conversation?
1: He did. I did not listen to the podcast yet because I wanted to come in on a clean slate, but I he obviously that. told me you know, his piece of of the puzzle, which we've, we've, we've talked about. And I think we both have a really good awareness of maybe how our pieces, our childhood, our wounds are contributing, but it just feels like we just keep getting to this place of complacency or what I view as awareness, but not action to change the things that we know are there. So I'm just kind of at a, yeah, I just feel stuck with, you know, if you keep running into the same problem, at what point is it like okay, maybe this isn't the right, the right mm-hmm. route for us.
0: What action do you think needs to be taken for things to change?
1: So I'll probably go into a lot of different rabbit holes. So, but I think one of a pattern that we have is that I operate a lot in the masculine and him more in the feminine, just based on, I think it's habitual for me to operate in my masculine. It's a practice for me that I continuously try to, you know, come back home to the feminine, if you will. But I like like agreements. I like plans. So I would really like if maybe, you know, once a week we sat down, you know, and really talked about the relationship. What's, you know, let's check in. How did we do this week? You know, is there anything under the surface? And we're constantly in this conversation of like, you know, he's a Pisces dreamer visionary. So I think he wants more, a little bit more flow, whereas I am like, you no, know, things need structure and, and, you know, relationships take work. Mm-hmm. So I think that action would feel really good to me to just feel like a priority. I think that that's probably what really hurts is not feeling like the relationship is a priority to really put that attention and like have solid agreements Mm.
0: with it. What kind of agreements would you want?
1: I often feel like I do a lot in the relationship, do more than I receive. So it puts me a lot kind of in my masculine. So just having this kind of, I guess, agreements around, checking in, doing things for each other and really operating as a team. I think that that's really what I value with a partner is I just want to feel like, you know, they have me no matter what, like we have each other, we're on, you know, it's our best interest to really support each other. What's
0: something you'd really like from him? Something specific and tangible?
1: (sighs) Well, that's Um, Mm open-ended. I think I would just like to feel like he was thinking of me in the relationship. So I think something easy and tangible feels like a commitment to ourselves kind of weekly to be able to check in.
0: So would that look like a weekly check-in date? Yeah. Okay. That's a good place to start. (laughs) So I want to go back to this whole, I'm too much of my masculine. It Mm -hmm. might look like that, but it also might just be you're in a protective pattern. You're in a protective behavior. For sure. So who did you have to be as a child to feel safe and loved?
1: Love was given when I was um, doing something, when I needed to perform for love. I needed to be a good athlete. I needed to get good grades. So to me, I needed to do to receive love.
0: Right. And does that sound like a woman who's not in touch with her feminine or a wounded little girl who had to achieve and do and be in that doing energy? in order to get validation and love, which is super important for your child.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The latter. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I think it's helpful to call it doing versus being energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to relax and go with the flow and be in your being energy if you believe that you're only love for what you do. Mm-hmm. And so in relationships, especially when you love someone and you want their love, that's going to show up for you a lot. So I really want you to kind of, if you can back off from the masculine feminine thing Mm -hmm. and look more into, okay, what are our protective patterns that are coming Mm -hmm. up? Because I think you're going to get farther in the relationship if you really see it as here's how my wounded little girl shows Mm -hmm. up. Here's how your wounded little boy shows up versus you're in your feminine. I'm in my masculine. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, totally. Because the healing of this is not you getting into your feminine energy. The healing of this is giving that little girl what she didn't get growing up. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to your own self-love, how are you at really loving, accepting yourself, not having your inner critic come up a lot when you aren't performing, when you aren't doing, when you're in just that being energy?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is something that I've worked a lot on. And it feels safer to just be, I've worked a lot with, you know, somatics and my nervous system. I'm also a coach as well. So I know that it's, it's an integrity for me and feels good to be in a space where I can show up as kind of this clean slate for my clients. So I feel as if I'm definitely kinder to myself than I ever have been. Right. I definitely feel good when I cross off things on my to-do list and I hold myself to a high standard. So like self sabotage doesn't feel near and dear where I'm currently at, but I also know that I feel like I just kind of have my foot on the gas a lot. Yeah, to keep going and achieving. Yeah.
0: Why do you want to be with Tyler?
1: You know, he is the safest relationship that I've I've been in. He's a sweet, sweet man and you know, we have a lot of fun together. I think we communicate well when we're both in alignment and it is also the longest relationship that we've both been in. So we've been together for a little over three years. And so I think that's where we're trying to figure out like, you know, is this quote unquote normal versus, you know, where we're, you know, why we're both on this call.
0: Yeah. Well, common would be the word. I think Mm -hmm. the word normal is misleading at times, but it is, it is common. What's interesting to me is when I asked you why you wanted to be with Tyler, I didn't feel a lot of emotion come up.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm tired
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm really tired. So I yeah. think there's a level of just like we've been down this route before and I just, yeah, I've really started to really ask for what I need. And part of my practice is knowing that it's not too much and knowing that I deserve mm-hmm. the things that I want. hmm and I know that he can give me them. He has given me them. You know, it's just, it's the consistency, I think for both of us, that's just not there. So yeah, it's just, it just feels like a roller coaster.
0: It sounds like you're, you're tired, not just from Tyler, but you're tired of really not having your needs met by the people who you love.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really hitting home.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause they weren't met when you were little. And they aren't being met Mm -hmm. now. And you you have to go into overdrive and overachieving and take care of yourself so much. You're really good at taking care of yourself. And I just think there's a big part of you that wants to be taken care of. And that's the piece that would naturally go into her if we're going to use masculine and feminine, feminine energy or being energy if you felt really taken care of. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like you do.
1: Yeah. That feels really true. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's, can be difficult because, you know, logically, I know he loves me. Logically, I know that people aren't doing this on purpose, but to just not feel that sometimes feels hard to swallow.
0: To not feel like he loves you.
1: Yeah. And to just not feel like he he gives me as much as I give him. I think that's my biggest hiccup. Yeah.
0: What do you want more of from him?
1: I would say openness and like vulnerability. I think an issue that we run into is also in our intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've been a victim of sexual assault before, and I've just gone to this, the spectrums of, you know, hyposexual, hypersexual, and it's very hard for me to physically open and feel safe if I'm not having my emotional needs met. So I think it's, you know, there's been discussion around our intimate relationship and, It feels like we're on kind of different pages there because if I don't feel his presence, my body doesn't really want to open up to that.
0: Yep. That is normal. I'll use the word normal (laughs) for that one. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I get that. It sounds like your emotional needs aren't being met here.
1: Yeah, in some areas. I just, and I've been asked before, like, do you feel like you're holding on to the potential and that it doesn't feel true because we've operated in flow, if you will. And it feels great and we're open and connected. And I know that we can get there. And I know that when we're both in, you know, our quote unquote best selves, that that's very doable for us. That's how we got together. It's how we've maintained, you know, this relationship for this long. Um,
0: yeah. And it's less about your best selves, but more your adult selves when yeah. you your inner child is not in the, you know, showing up so much in the relationship. It sounds like you guys can really find your groove. And that, like you said, has what has been the thing that has kept you together for so long. So let me ask you this because you're very aware you are a coach. Mm -hmm. What do you feel your, your learning opportunity is here?
1: I think a learning opportunity that i've been continuously working on and and we've took a break in the beginning of the year for about 4 months and this is something i did a lot of work around with like terry cole's work of codependency mm-hmm. i think a lot of my worth because i've based it so much on like the doing has been a lot on well how's my partner also doing because that's a reflection of me or am i making him happy so i i feel like i've done a good job at unattaching for the for the most part roughly but I think, I think that's why I'm here because I, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where to turn or what I feel like could be where I focus a bit more on me and, you know, a hundred percent of my 50%. I'm not sure what that is at this point, other than feeling like I need to be something for him other than just me.
0: What do you think you need to be for him?
1: I mean, I think it's Going off of, I guess, just like the intimacy part, I'm a very fiery person. Like I'm a Leo. It's just kind of who I am. And I I do feel like sometimes it is too much. And that's a lot of my story growing up. Too much in what way? Asking too much, too much emotion, too much. So for instance, I'm very playful. Like I feel like play, play is my love language. Mm-hmm. And I think he feels as if he's dating a little girl sometimes when I let that play out. So I feel like I need to be more womanly or more sexy, you know, based on our intimate conversation. So it just feels, yeah, it makes me feel a little less than.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is a familiar feeling. Yeah. So my invitation to you, and again, I'll talk to you both next week, but my invitation to you is the only way you're going to know, I think part of why you haven't gotten clarity yet on this relationship is because you haven't been fully you. Mm. And the only way you're going to know if it works is if you really allow yourself to be fully you, no chameleon, yeah. no adapting to what you think he wants, no demeanor light because you think you're too much or whatever it is, but give yourself full permission to be you. Because it sounds to me like one of the things you're learning in this relationship is you know, you've know, you drawn in a person that doesn't really see you the way you want to be seen and isn't really mm-hmm. meeting your needs. And that brought up a lot of emotion when we talked about that. And yeah. you know, your needs as a little girl to just be love for being you weren't met. You felt like you had to perform and achieve. Mm-hmm. And you're in that now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not so much you have to achieve for him, but there's a certain way you think you have to be for him, which is going to build resentment and is going to shut you down and is going to make you control in other aspects of the relationship and put you more in that doing energy. So could you, and you're already at the place where you're trying to decide if the relationship is a go or not. So Mm -hmm. there's not much to lose. Could Mm -hmm. you really, well, let me back up. Do you see how you edit yourself?
1: For sure, yeah. And I think there's a few things that are they almost feel like, you know, a little less. I guess we'll call it spiritual, and just more like real life, tangible. That um, my needs aren't getting met on, and it's it's kind of a point of like, yeah, is this actually what I want? And I'm molding, or is this compromise type thing? Yeah, that's one thing I talk about in
0: relationships to sacrifice or compromise. So, can you give me an example of a real life tangible?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I have a dog and I got this dog about two years ago and we lived separately at the time. I've always wanted a dog and got a dog, but it's really created like a lot of disconnection in our relationship. And part of me is like, it's just a dog. Like he's so cute and I love him and I know he sheds a lot, but he's great. So it feels like not being supported and something that feels just like so loving and caring on my end.
0: How does he not support you in that?
1: I mean, he, he just makes a lot of comments about him, about how much he sheds or he'll joke around like, well, if we didn't have a dog, we could do this or just certain things like that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's very much my dog. Like we don't live together. Um, so, you know, I take care of him. I, you know, all the finances for the dog are mine. It's not like he is really our dog. Right. Um, but I think he feels like. You know, we're in a relationship, and I brought a dog into it, even though it's just mine. So I feel like he probably is still mad about that.
0: Okay. Have you
1: asked him? Yeah. Yeah, this has been an a non- ongoing conversation, and he definitely has shared that piece, but it's not something that we've been able to really like let go of. Okay. What was the other example you're going to give me? Um, my family. I'm very close with my family. I have two older brothers that I really care about and adore and pretty close with my parents. And I just envision my partner to, you know, be a part of that family, be an extension mm-hmm. of that family. And I don't think he wants to be, which hurts. And, and I get it. You know, he's a little bit different. He grew up different. They have different political views. So I think that that may steer them apart, but it almost feels like yeah like is that a non-negotiable for me, or is this workable? and i'm I think I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: well, I think it's more about values. I mean, the dog yeah. and the family thing, you're That's bringing it. up some some pretty big value conversations because I Absolutely. believe in I don't believe in compatibility, but I believed in aligned values and vision for sure. and it sounds to me like you really value family connection, you know, the more grounded things. And he really values freedom a little bit more.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. And that's not going to make you feel particularly safe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right.
0: So here you have this kind of pressure to be more sexual, to have more connection in your intimate relationship, but you're not feeling safe. So how does that happen? Yeah. So in your gut, Rory, do you feel like this relationship is one that can be that side-by-side partnership? Or do you think it's more of a learning relationship? Uh,
1: I think that's why I'm here. I mean, I don't, uh, I'm, we've taken, like when we took a break we came back, we tried to make it a long enough break where we could really get an understanding of like, okay, what is it like, you know, separately and so forth. Um, and I just think we have, we have some memories, we have so many things that tie us together and we, and we love each other so much. And I think there is potential for us to do this work together. And I am very much a grasses greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know if we've exhausted those options, you know, and if it is a value thing. Yeah.
0: Well, I've talked to both of you Mm -hmm. and I've heard more doubt from both of you Mm -hmm. than I have certainty. So how does it feel when I say that?
1: Just brings up a lot of emotion yeah. because part of me knows that that's probably true. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, we've just been so safe for each other. And I think we're trying to really figure out if that's just what we're holding on to is that safety.
0: Well, it could be familiarity that's often confused for safety. Yeah. Because if you felt really yeah. safe, sexually, you'd feel different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you see that? Absolutely. And I I have a stand for whatever in the highest good. I have no skin in the game. You know, I I have no opinion of whether you should stay together or not. I'm just really listening. And what it sounds like is two people that love each other a lot, uh, but may not be the best fit moving forward, unless there is an agreed commitment to really, really dive in and do the work together. And from what I've heard from you and what I've heard from him, it sounds like, and I, I, I'm with a Pisces dreamer and I'm a Virgo. So I get that, that dynamic very, very well. Um, however, it's, it's a great balance. It's a great balance. And I love that, you know, I can bring him back to reality sometimes and I love that he can Mm -hmm. pull me out of the details and get me to think bigger, but there's also a deep value commitment to growth and to our relationship and to, um, really getting you know our needs met in the way that we need to get them met. And I feel like you get that to an extent, um, but both of you, well, it sounds to me, and I would say this to Tyler, and you can disagree with me, it sounds to me like you've done a little more inner work than he has. Is that accurate? I would say so. Okay. So that can be a little frustrating for the person that's done more work, right? And I feel like what you're really wanting is for him to really want to dive deep into the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's really accurate. Yeah. So what we have to discuss on our call together is whether or not he's willing to do that. And I don't want to project my own experience on you or influence you in any way. I'm just going to share a story. Mm -hmm of how I was with my ex-husband in a counseling session. And it just became really clear that it wasn't that he wasn't willing to do the work. It's just, he didn't have the same relationship to it or value it. Like I did. He was happy with where he was. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I felt like I was dragging him. Yeah. And my counselor said to me at the time, "You, you can't walk into a nursery and wake up sleeping babies. You know, people I'm not saying he's asleep, but people wake up or do their work when they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. How, how much do you feel like you had to hold out for a parent's love? Like you were just wanting it and doing anything you could to get it.
1: A lot because I'm thinking of both of my parents in kind of different ways right now, but for sure, I, I almost to this day feel like I don't have the love that I would like to have from my mom. We have a great relationship, but that's because I've just been like, this is all you can give me. And I'm just going to, you know, take, take that and not be upset anymore about it. But
0: do you want to do that in your relationship?
1: No, I don't at all. Right.
0: So my suggestion would be fully be you fully be you ask for what you need in a vulnerable way, mm-hmm. the, the being or the feminine way to ask for what we need is, Hey Tyler, this, I need this. And it provides me with this. Allison Armstrong teaches great work around this really appealing to the masculine. Cause even though you say he's more feminine, he's the man in the relationship, right? We want him to hold mm-hmm. that masculine pull okay. is this is what I need and this is what it provides me with. Mm-hmm. And really being in that vulnerable, soft energy and asking for what you need and being fully you and seeing yeah seeing if he is a yes for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are you feeling in your body
1: now? I'm feeling like remnants of sadness. Yeah. I also feel like a tight, it just feels like my intuition is a that louder. Like I was just jotting down some notes and, you know, kind of laughing at like, I don't, getting him to do the work is like not sexy. It's not, it's not going to work. And it's also like, I'm not going to mother him. Right. You know, that's something that I don't want to do. And I feel like the last couple of weeks I had the aha of, you know, it doesn't even need to be more or less work, but maybe we're just at different paces. And I think I've really tried to unattach from the thought that if I was worthy enough, he would do this work for me. I think Mm -hmm. that that's been really subconsciously there and present. Right. And I think I'm starting to just accept that it has nothing to do with me.
0: Exactly. It doesn't. (sighs) Yeah. We can maybe inspire someone, but we can't change them. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with you. But your little girl will think it does Mm -hmm. because of wounding from parents, particularly mom. Because as a little girl, you would have thought, wait, something must be off with me for her not to show me love. There must Mm. be something wrong with me. Yeah. So he's a beautiful teacher (laughs) in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that you guys could go the distance? Absolutely. But it does take um, a a commitment to work through some of this stuff on a more proactive level than you have before. And we can talk about that in our session together. Or you might, you know, realize that like we've had this beautiful relationship And like at the core, we just want different things in a relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's okay. I think that's what's, yeah. And I think that's what's holding us back is like, I think, I think, you know, you saying that there's more doubt, I wouldn't argue that entirely. And I think we're just so, we're, I think we're both really scared to rip off that band aid possibly.
0: The band aid of breaking up. Yeah. Just experiencing that,
1: you know, like short-term pain versus, you know, long-term pain of not getting your needs met. But I just think we, we just really don't want to let go. I think that's why we're still here. Yeah, I get that.
0: If only love was enough to make a relationship work. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if only awareness was enough to actually transform.
1: Yeah. Takes work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's not always painless. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I, I gave Tyler some homework. I'm going to give you the same, mm-hmm. which is I want you to yeah. be you, mm-hmm. unapologetically, you. Mm-hmm. Let yourself be free to express, be in that being energy just by being you. Yeah. And ask for your needs and what they will provide you with. And just see, look at how you are sh- showing up in the ways that you did as a child, make conscious choices to break that pattern and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Questions? <sighs> no, you know, I feel like being more of me is that playful energy that's just really in kind of my own not my own bubble, but just I'm not caring what people are thinking. I'm not caring of the judgment. Um, so it feels like just permission to play, which feels really good. Yeah. Um I just got rollerblades. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Loving rollerblading. Yeah. Um and I feel like that's that's what that is for me. It's just like I'm just being, I'm just in my body. I'm connected and that feels really good. I'm out of that kind of thinking logical yep. space. Yep, and that feels really really good to me and my little girl yep. beautiful yeah.
0: well let's see I'll check in with both of you next week and we'll see yeah. how it evolves but no decisions to be made right now there's nothing no yeah. choice to be made right now okay.
1: beautiful thank you so much
0: Thank you, Rory, for showing up so honestly and so vulnerably. And also for not listening to the coaching call with your boyfriend first for really coming in, you know, with a clean slate. So as you heard in this call, what I was really looking to get at, and I both with Tyler and Rory, I wasn't, because I knew I was doing this three-part series, trying to go super, super deep with them. I was really asking a lot of questions, getting a pulse of the relationship. And then in the couple session together, we'll really see, you know if they're a fit moving forward. And what I got from Rory is, and Tyler too, is there's a lot of love, but there are just some big things that aren't working. For Tyler, the intimacy piece isn't working. The sexuality piece isn't working. And the attraction passion piece isn't working. And for Rory, the growth and emotional connection isn't working. And this is a conundrum because often for the masculine, even though Rory's saying, okay, I'm more of my masculine, he's more in his feminine. Still, she is the female body person in the relationship and he's the male body person in the relationship. And often for the male, again, this is a generalization, not, it doesn't apply to everyone, but generally what I see, what I'm sure many of you can relate to is for the man that, that attraction is very important. And that's obviously not just for men. Women want that too. But long-term, that's something that they really want to have consistent going through in the relationship. And for the female, in order to really feel sexual and safe and all of that, she needs to feel like there is a commitment to consciousness and there is that emotional vulnerability and intimacy and feeling really safe in the relationship. And for Rory, she's not feeling that. And she's, she's also got a pattern of... Being in her achievement self, therefore appearing more masculine in order to get love. That really doesn't inspire Tyler to step into his masculine and really be in that pursuing energy. So they've got some polarity work to do, but it, it also comes down a lot to inner child stuff. So you heard in the episode with Tyler, he's got some mama stuff that he needs to sort out. And Rory, she's done a lot of work, but there's still some putting on this mask and really allowing herself to be vulnerable. And to be sexual as well, because she's got that great playful energy, but has she really stepped into that womanly feminine energy? And that's a question Rory, I have for you. And maybe I'll bring up on our coaching call when we all get on together is you've got that access to that playful little girl energy, but have you tapped into that Venus archetype? And P.S. at my women's retreat um, that first weekend in October, christinehauser.com slash signature retreat, We work a lot with the different archetypes and we work on moving into our Venus archetype, that sensual, sexual part of us that that loves pleasure, that really loves being in a female body and really loves the adult things that a female body gets to do. And that may be the growth edge for Rory. And she might be very comfortable in the personal development work and in the play, but is there more vulnerability that can happen in her sexual sensual life? And You know, again, for Tyler, it's really about him getting more emotionally intimate. So that's one of the things I'm going to be bringing up with them next week. So stay tuned for part three. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.